The following broadcast is part of the Moto One Podcast Network. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome again to Weekly Wiggins. My date is Monday, October 26th. Obviously, by the time you guys get this, it'll be a little bit later. I don't know how much editing Turdman does. He's probably making me an intro song and everything soon, too. Um, <laughs> probably not. That was the joke. But maybe. Maybe he will. Um, so this week, I thought I'd talk about... Well, first of all, thanks. I got an email back on, on uh, last episode, so it's good to know at least two people listen. Um, and I... Last week, I took a trip back to Indiana, drove my car with a little trailer, grabbed a couple bikes. One was, uh, used to be my mom's, kind of, my dad bought, whatever. Um, and the other one was my grandpa's. Um, so I got a CB404. I almost got two, but I was just out of them. I really like those 404s. I don't know what it is. They sound like little screamers, and then they're, like, little, and they're probably not that fast, but they sure do sound fast. And they're just, they're cool. I like them. I don't know why. My dumbass missed buying a CB350 one time with a title that almost ran at a swap meet for like a few hundred bucks, and I was a fucking idiot and lost something else that day. But it is what it is. Those CB400s are fucking rad. And if I ever get my shit together on what I have in my garage, I'll have a badass uh, retro model with some SV forks and maybe SV wheels, 650, and uh, yeah, a cool little tail. That'd be it. That'd be it. The tank's fucking rad. Motor's rad. So anyway, uh, got that in a CBX. CBX is, uh, honestly, it's the bike I grew up on. I always refer to it as my dad's Eleanor. Um, same as like an RC51 for me. Like for my age, my generation, for me personally, the RC51 is the greatest bike of all time. Um, obviously new stuff comes out. Obviously there's older classic stuff, but there's a formidable age, if you will, um, and a time period when you get into motorcycles and you fall in love with something. And for me, that was the RC-51. Um, I've explained it before, but Nikki and Colin, one of the greatest battles ever was Colin and, I don't know, the Australian guy, I forgot off the top of my head, um, on the duck. I mean, just corner after corner, lap after lap for the race win for the world championship. It was an amazing battle, and even if you would have lost, it, it was the battle was insane. Um, I want to say Imola. I'm not that positive. In 2001 or 2002, something like that. Anyway, uh, you get a chance. It's on YouTube. It's fucking amazing, and uh, they're going at it. But anyway, the RC51 for me is that bike. I I love it. I always will love it. There's some something about it. To me, it's also one of the last Japanese bikes to really have some character. Um, plus, I like anything that's a fuck you, and that bike was a fuck you to Ducati's V-Twin. Uh, you know, Honda always had V4s, RC30, RC45. And it's cool because it's kind of in my price range. I mean, they're getting expensive, but the RC30 and RC45 were super premium when they came out, and they were always expensive, where the RC51, the the street you know production version wasn't that much more than a cbr at the time so they're super cool and the cbx for me uh, is that bike i think for my dad when i was a kid that's what he always had remember his black one and i love it because it's black with a little bit of a uh, gold trim maybe silver i'd have to 
been a while since I've seen a black one. But um, it's what I grew up on. Literally grew up riding on the back and the front of a CBX, um, the tank with a passenger, not alone. But um, so that was it. And there's actually pictures of me on this one. I got to find it. Maybe my sister has it of my sister on the back of my dad's bike and me on the back of my grandpa's CBX. My, my dad had a CBX at the time too. And, um, we're going out to the donut shop on like a Sunday morning to get fucking donuts and orange juice. So, you know, those are the memories on this bike. Um, and this CBX, I'm going to pay to get it fixed up. Many of you listen to, um, Motorcycles and Misfits, Recycled Garage. Um, I think what I'm going to do is pay Emma to do it. She shot me a fucking bro deal. Um, and she understands, as I would make sure any mechanic understood. And it's one of those, could I do it? Yeah. I just don't want to fuck with it. I want it to be right. I want to fuck with it. I think I'm going to have to fuck with the 400 anyway. So one bike's enough right now. Um and if I haven't told you guys in the past, I fucking hate working on motorcycles. I hate working on anything, really. Probably the only thing I'm enjoying working on right now is my RC cars. <laughs> I really don't like working on motorcycles. I do it out of necessity because I like riding motorcycles. So anyway, uh, and a big thing with Emma is I know everything will be went over. Everything will be touched. Anything that needs replaced will be done. She's done it. She does it for amazing shows. Um... But I, I'm stressing to her, and I, she totally understands, and I, that's what I love about it, too. This is not a show bike. It's not meant to be. Fuck your $20,000 CBX. That's not what this is. This is my grandpa's CBX. It's how he rode it. Um, it's got some dings. It's got some dents. It's got some scratches. It's got a little bit of the tank fade, although I thought it had more. But I don't know. It's got a little – I can see in a spot where he clear-coated over something on the tank. So he might have scratched the tank – buffed it out and spray painted some fucking clear over it because I can see a little run. I doubt that's from Honda. Or it was like that when he got it. Also, I don't know. He didn't buy it brand new. Um, I am going to take the backrest off of it most likely. But other than that, it's his. Uh, There was supposedly a hooker header with it, but it's got a stock exhaust. Uh, I'm kind of bummed. I kind of want a header on it. But I don't want to ride a show bike, and I don't want to take this bike to shows. I want to ride Grandpa's old bike. Um, that I grew up on. So the dings and dents and everything are staying. The character is staying with the bike. So that was my last week. I'm super excited about that. Um, just cool stuff, bummer stuff, cool stuff. But, you know, I, I have a weird take on the whole situation. For those of you who don't know, my grandpa passed away. For those of you who don't know, most of you do. My grandpa and I were really close. Uh, probably the hardest part of moving to California was, uh, moving away from my grandparents because I to me at the time especially like I wanted to make it on my own away from my parents and I I would get guys you know like when I moved to California it was 2008 mid-2008 um and everyone is like making fun of the fucking dude from Indiana and my comeback was always how far away are you from your mom's tit especially because my boss at the time his mom did his laundry for him and he was fucking 35 years old um so don't get me started but I was like I want to get away from my parents like I want to do this on my own to know that I can so that was a lot of what I did uh the opportunity to in my hometown um was just not what it was if I just wanted to work um and do that and and I could have but at the time I wanted more I wanted to 
prove to myself I wanted something different. I wanted to explore and those things, so I did it. But I was really close to my grandpa. I spent a lot of time in his garage. I have him tattooed over my shoulder because his joke was always that he was, like, looking over my shoulder um, in life, not in the garage. But uh, so that was, like, part of it, and I, I just wanted that to remember by anyway. I've actually had that for a few years now. Um, yeah, I spent a lot of time with him. The man was... He always said he wasn't that smart, but he was a genius, and everyone around knew it. I mean, people would come to him for the most random. If if no one else could fix it, that's where they'd go. Um, I mean, straightening race car axles. Uh, he helped me straighten a bicycle frame one time. A, a guy I knew ran it over to his car, so I bought it for a couple hundred bucks. I mean, a full, nice titanium made in USA frame. I still have it. Um, of course, I won't get rid of it because grandpa helped me fix it, but... It, you know, we ended up putting a device and straightening with a two by four. Everyone was like, "You can't straighten that; can't be fixed." It's, I'm like, "Well, it was made in the first place. You know, it's just metal." But he had a way of like looking at things and simplifying things and making them so you could fix them. Um, he's really, really good at that kind of thing. Just simplifying things. So maybe in a way, he wasn't that smart, but he was able to look at things and make them simple. Um, I don't believe that he wasn't that smart for it because I, I, I worked with him a lot. I mean, he, he was just a smart – he could just figure things out. He had a way to look at things and understand things, even if he hadn't touched it before, um, and applying things that he had learned other places onto it. it that was kind of the amazing, amazing thing. But anyway, that's what happened. So I went back, saw great-grandma, uh, my mom, my sister, my dad, so – and loaded up a couple bikes, loaded up Grandpa's drill press. Um, to be impressed more, uh, when we were loading up the drill press, my dad and I were figuring out how to put it on. I just took a little open trailer, and, of course, it has a CBX and a CB400 fitting on, sitting on it. So I don't want this drill press falling over on him. It's just the old, uh, old Craftsman. The base is kind of big, so I think it was meant to go on the floor. My dad and I first thought it was a, a bench type, and then we looked at it. Maybe he didn't extend it. But what he did do, so the head, I noticed the head was adjustable on the pole. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to pull this head off. We can just set the pole in the base on the trailer, and then we'll lay the head down. No big deal. That works. What we discovered that was kind of cool was the drill press, I have no idea what year it is, the drill press was meant to be a two-pulley, a pulley on the motor and a pulley on the, on the drill head. Well, so it was a wood drill press That's what that means, basically. And uh, Grandpa didn't want a wood drill press. He wanted to be able to do metal. And I guess you could also do wood. But So in the middle on the pole, he made – it was a third, a three-pulley drill press. And I knew this. I'd seen it. But it didn't really – nothing had ever, I don't know, came to mind about it. It was just always a three-pulley. I pulled the third pulley off because it was just sitting on top of the pole on this. It had a round uh, – had a piece of tubing slid over it. And it had, it was basically, he made it a three pulley so he could do metal. Um, the pulley comes off, so you got a two belt, so you get more speeds out of it, more adjustability. You can slow it down more is the big benefit. No one cares about speeding them up. Um, we fucking made it that way. I mean, this is a guy that was born at the tail end of the Depression. So he made, if he needed it, he made it. You know, he took what he had laying around and he, he fixed it. I mean... It was just, it, it was amazing, and it's so cool to see. And the, the big reason I wanted the drill press is, one, I use the drill press a lot for my knife making. So I thought it'd be really cool to have, like, a piece of him helping me with that and a piece of him 
you know, in the garage that I, every time I went to turn it on and used, like it was grandpa's drill press. And, you know, I can tell you when I was around 10 years old, what project I made on that drill press. So, um, that was what I liked about, it. of course, I mean, if it was up to him, I would have had 90% of the garage. Um, but anyway, so that's kind of what happened. Um, I was going to make this episode about something totally different. So I think what I'll do is I will end this episode. Um, maybe this episode explains last week's episode a little bit too. Like, why do you like certain bikes? You know, when I see a CBX, I really like it. And uh, a lot of the reasoning is I grew up on them. I, I've seen a bunch of them. Um, so I know more about them than a lot of people too. You know, no one really, um, I don't know, people just don't know as much about it. So it is what it is. That's, those are, you know, reasons why you fall in love with certain bikes, I guess is how this episode kind of started. Um, and I don't know. So that's what I did. That's what's going on. I will go ahead and end this episode and you'll get two episodes this week because I have another subject that I'm super excited for. Um, involves a guest that we've had on the show a few times and some racing that you guys have heard of. You may be able to guess what I'm talking about already, but uh, if not, tune in for the next episode.